Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. As a sought-after mental health expert and public speaker, Sonia Santani has been leading workshops since 2005 and has designed several programs to facilitate deep healing and conscious living. Sonia has spoken twice on the TEDx platform and has been featured on Vogue, Tatler, Cosmopolitan, Time Out, Jessica and Marie Claire. Hi Sonia, welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Eileen, thank you so much. Lovely to be here. You're very welcome. I'm looking forward to talking to you today about our theme of power of acceptance. But first, you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yes, sure. So my journey started when I was very young. And unlike a lot of people, I don't have a big tsunami or, you know, one single event that has changed, but it is a series of little events. So I grew up in Hong Kong. I am ethnically Indian and I grew up in a space where I've always felt different. And I took that to mean that, you know, there's something not quite right about me and I don't quite fit in. And that impacted my level of confidence to a great degree. And one of the most monumental times of of mine was when I was a teenager and on a school trip and everyone was really excited that we're going to McDonald's. And I was so nervous that I wouldn't be able to say my order right. And I kept practicing in my head, how am I going to order my burger? And how am I going to say it? And and will I say it okay? And will people make fun of me? So much so that when I got in the front of the line, I couldn't speak. I went blank and my voice just got cut. And the person behind me had to listen to my whispers and order my meal for me. And that night I kind of felt, okay, there's something that is not quite okay and I'm not okay with it anymore. So I thought that the answer to it would be to change my appearance. I was overweight at the time. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna lose a lot of weight, change the shape of my eyebrows and you know, life would be much better. And it did change to some extent because people responded to me differently. They started seeing something different on the outside and my level of confidence did shift. However, it was not permanent and it was not long lasting because I kept relying on the outside to give me validation to then feel good. And when they didn't validate me, I wouldn't feel good anymore. And then after about six or seven years, I decided that there is something that is deeper. And I went on an inward journey and I started looking at my beliefs. So I started with doing a lot of coaching to understand how I could respond differently to these beliefs that I had. And that made the biggest difference. And then I was introduced to the power of working with the subconscious mind and hypnotherapy. And through that, I got to understand where these beliefs come from. At what point in my life did I make this interpretation that I'm less than other people, I don't fit in and there's something wrong with me. And then I got to reinterpret the same situation through a different lens. And not only did I learn to cope better, but at that point, my trigger is eliminated. And it was so profound that that's when I decided that this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And organically, this started showing up in my life. And I became a therapist. And then I got invited to be a trainer. 
And now I have my own wellness center in Hong Kong. Wow, that's awesome. And I love the, well, I really appreciate you talking about your story too, because it is, I think it really resonates with people that, especially the bit about being overweight, you're thinking, oh, that's going to change everything, or I just change something about my physical appearance, but it's not long lasting. Is it sometimes that, yes, it might give you that bit of confidence, but in the end, it's really not that, is it? It's where you've got to go deep inside. Yeah, exactly. And I needed to figure that out for myself because, you know, it's so easy to see other people and think, ah, okay, their life looks great because they look this way. And we don't really understand that, hey, is it that great for them firstly? And is it really about the looks or there's so much more to it? There certainly is, isn't it? Because, I mean, with social media, we see all the good stuff generally, don't we? People are portraying a certain look on Instagram and all the social medias are portraying just what you want to show. So it doesn't mean we really know anybody truly. And even like your friends, sometimes they can hide things really well. So, yeah, I think that's very, very true. Yeah, totally. I think social media for most people is the way they would love their life to be, not necessarily the way that it is. And there are a few people that have gone out there and shared their ugly stuff, shared the real stuff, which I'm so glad that that's coming out. But for most of us, it's like, this is what I'd love my life to be like. (laughs) It's true. It's true. So that sort of leads us into our theme of power of acceptance. Do you want to talk a little bit about what that means to you? Yes, acceptance is like my favorite word. And I'm glad you asked the question because I want to get people to understand what I mean by it. There's a few misconceptions with acceptance. So what I mean by this word is the power of looking at the way things are and being at peace with it. So it's being at peace with what's so. And what it's not, it's not judging something as good or bad. So when I ask someone to accept, sometimes they think, well, it's not okay. How can I approve of it? How can I think that it's right? And so we're still getting into judgment because good and bad are both forms of judgment. They need each other to exist. And if you ask somebody, what does good mean? You can't totally define it without bad, without the opposite, right? So you're still in that realm of duality. And the other misconception is that acceptance is resignation. It's feeling helpless that I can't do anything about it. I'm so powerless. I might as well just accept it. And then people get into that mode. And that just completely takes your power away. So for me, acceptance is really choosing the way that it is right now. It is choosing to be at peace with it. And that does not mean that it can't shift. But in order for something to shift, we need to acknowledge where it is now. We need to acknowledge how things are now. And there are areas where we have 100% control. And there are areas where we don't have 100% control. So if what's so is that someone dear has passed away, we don't have 100% control over that. And accepting it doesn't mean to say that it's good. It doesn't mean to be helpless. It's to get that it happened or to make someone love you or to change a situation, that's not 100% in our control. In fact, the only thing that is, is the way that we interpret things, the way that we feel and our actions. And yes, that we can make shifts and changes about. So acceptance is really about getting to peace with what is happening right now. And that's the only way that we can really heal. There's a lot of people out there who want to get to this peace, aren't they? But they don't realize there's so much judgment going on. And 
to me, when you were talking about judgment there, a lot of things came up because everyone does want to define things in, yes, it's good, bad, you know, black or white, you know, and they all have their stances on things. And I'm, I find a lot of people don't want to actually listen to the other side or accept that people do have different opinions. So there's a lot of out there with that duality of very much judgment, isn't it? And I think that's a lot of the reason would be society or communities or even the news, you know, comes out with this trying to make people go, yes, it's good or no, it's bad type thing. Do you find that a lot? Yeah. And, you know, it's such a tall order, what I'm saying. It's like, you know, what Buddha stands for. And it took him 14 years of meditating under the tree to get there. So it is a real tall order, because as you said, judgment is embedded in us. Like I've studied the mind. So in our mind, we have a conscious and a subconscious mind and we have a filter and the filter is our discernment. Now that starts from the age of zero and it's pretty much consolidated at the age of eight. So between zero and eight, we start to get into this realm of duality. And as you said, it's our conditioning, right? It's our social, economic, education, and religious inputting is what we call it, if there is a religion in our inputting. So through that condition, through all these societal rules, we do get that. And that's part of our filter of the way that we look at the world. And that is also what has caused our issues. So judgment is actually what has caused every issue that we've ever had. So the issue of physical pain usually is, you know, toxicity that we hold in the body. Why do we hold the toxicity? Because of judgment, because we have a rule that doing something expressing is not okay. So we hold it in. So those judgments, those rules have led to most of our issues. And although it's such a natural part of our system, we need to kind of go beyond it in order to heal. I just love what you're saying about that because judgment seems to be such a, a big thing. And I have had conversations recently on judgment and we, we do need judgment when it comes to, you know, judging whether to go down a dark alley, if something's safe or not, you know, judging whether your intuition is telling you, you know, don't go with that person or something like that. But we've taken it to like an extreme degree, haven't we, in judging everything. We judge people by their looks. We judge people by their social media profile. We judge them by what job they've got. And I really feel everything's very much surfaceable, that people are a little bit scared of going underneath and seeing what's really going on. Because I know when you talked about beliefs earlier, a lot of it does come from those beliefs, doesn't it, that we can't accept things because we've been brought up a certain way. Yeah, yeah, completely. And this is why like public speaking is the number one biggest fear, because people are so scared to go up there and be judged. That's really what it is, right? So I saw one of the, the researches where public speaking came before death. That means people would rather die than public speak. You'd rather die than expose yourself to be judged. It's a scary thought, isn't it, really, that people would rather die than to just get up and say something in front of people. But it's an interesting concept, I think, where that's where we are today, where a lot of people, and I know in, you know, being a, a, a solopreneur or whatever you want to call them, in small business owner, we have to do a lot of speaking out in, in groups and people just, you know, really freeze up about that. So when, when you're working with people, you know, and they're coming from this place of, you know, lots of judgment and, they're just not finding, you know, they're not at peace with themselves. How do you actually get them to start seeing what acceptance really is? I explain the concept to them in the beginning. And also we get them to see a different perspective. Like, let's say, for example, if somebody was three years old and what they really wanted was a piece of chocolate, right? And mom said no. 
then the interpretation could be mom is against me. Mom doesn't love me. Mom thinks that, you know, that, I, that I'm not good enough for her or whatever that is. So you have a judgment as a three-year-old. We don't realize that that judgment we made about mom was not just for the three-year-old. We might have lived with the repercussions of that until we were 40. So we've decided at that point, mom doesn't love me. We're still thinking mom doesn't love me, but we don't quite understand why. Then perhaps we do a regression, which is what I do in my sessions. And so I get the adult of today to look back and see what you decided as a three-year-old. And at that point, you can see the same situation where mom said no to the chocolate, but now you have a completely different interpretation. You can see how that doesn't necessarily mean mom doesn't love me. It might just mean the opposite, or it might just mean mom is not giving me the chocolate. It might just be absolutely neutral. So when we're seeing things from a different perspective, we can actually move from the judgment we made at that time to understanding a different perspective of the other person, seeing the situation. So that's basically what we do because most of our issues come from judgments that we've made in the past. And the past is before this moment. It could be yesterday, it could be when we were one years old. And when, we were, when we're empowering you as the adult of today to look at it from the perspective of the other person, from the perspective of the situation, from the perspective of an observer, you're gonna see a lot more than you saw at that point in time. And that really makes a difference to move away from that judgment and that lens. I've had a couple of people that I've talked to about these sort of scenarios where, you know, we take on so much, give meaning to it. And it's all these meanings that we're given to things that aren't necessarily true because of all our belief systems, the filters in our mind. I mean, if our mind took in every bit of information that, that it could get, that's millions of pieces of information we'd be, you know, blowing up or curling up on the floor under our desk or something like that. So we need to have these, the brain doing its job and going, what's important to us? But unfortunately, it goes right into this giving a meaning to something like if we had a friend walk past us and I didn't say hello, our, our minds go into overdrive, don't they? Going, oh, they don't like me anymore. I've done something wrong. And, but we go into all the negative more so than going, oh, maybe they're just having a bad day. Exactly. And what we're doing then is we're responding to the past. We're responding to the belief systems that we have seen in the past. We're not responding to what's happening in the present. So if we see somebody walk past us and I don't know them, they don't know me. Okay, no, no reaction. If I see somebody right now, the same person, and I know that they have done something wrong to my family, different response. Or if I have a great relationship, different response. In the present, it's the same thing. I'm walking past a person, but I'm not responding to the present. I'm responding to whatever that person's bringing up in my past. And I think this is also one of the things that I'm bringing about with this whole power of acceptance. It's the ability to be mindful and present in the here and now. Otherwise, as you said, it's all about the interpretations that we've made previously, right? And those interpretations, what we found in our work, you make the same interpretation three times and it becomes a belief. That's all it really takes. So you decide once that, okay, mom doesn't love me. The second time you confirm it. The third time you accept it. And now that's the lens. You're looking at the whole world through the same lens because that's been your interpretation. And a lot of that comes from the unconscious, doesn't it? Or we make these decisions or we note these judgments, or whatever, without even really thinking about them, where it might have come from, what's actually triggered this. Like going back and thinking, well, this all happened back when I was three. But what we do is we just make all these decisions unconsciously. So it's 
I think it's very powerful for that to come to awareness, isn't it? And when you say mindfulness or being mindful, that's bringing things into awareness, isn't it? To, to go, well, what's actually happening here? Why is that triggered? Or what, what's the reasoning behind this that maybe I've reacted that way? Yeah, exactly. And mindfulness and acceptance for me is so similar, right? Mindfulness is the art of being at peace with what is. Acceptance is exactly that. And I'm really glad to hear that this word mindfulness has become like a buzzword. Like corporates are, you know, succumbing to it. A lot of people are subscribing to this notion of being mindful, which is just, okay, notice what you are experiencing with your senses. See what you can and be with it. Hear what you can and be with it. Touch what you can and be with it. That's basically what acceptance is. It's being with whatever's showing up. And when you've seen people go from that place of judgment or, you know, having these belief systems that aren't serving them and they're starting to have this power of acceptance, what are you seeing is changing in their lives? So much. I think the main thing that it does is it gives you a new choice of how to respond because mostly we're responding by default with the coping mechanisms that we've created in the past. So if you have thought, okay, I'm not lovable, then maybe your coping mechanism could be either to be the pleaser or to be the withdrawn person. And that's how we respond. But if we are going into acceptance and we can be with what's showing up, it empowers us with a new choice. So I don't have to be the pleaser or the rebel or the escape artist that's withdrawing. I can actually choose what response would suit me right now. And if we're applying this, let's say to relationships, So a relationship breaks down. Maybe you've discovered somebody has stolen from you. With acceptance, you're not saying how could they, why did they, how dare they? You're going into they did. Okay, the art of being with they did. Now you have choice. You have choice to continue the relationship. If you want to understand what was behind that and you understand and you have empathy, okay, that's one choice. You have choice to put a boundary and maintain a relationship, but you've got a boundary, it's not the same as before. You have choice to end the relationship and say it doesn't work for you. But when you make that choice from acceptance, it gives you peace and empowerment. And when we make that choice from judgment, the grudge will never end. So I think that's the biggest thing that it gives us, really the power of choice so that we can choose from another level of discernment and be at peace with it. Yeah, that's so powerful. Do you find also that people who have come to that place of acceptance and having that peace, they have more resilience and more flexibility when things do happen? Like I know in the last 12 months, it's been, you know, quite an interesting time for the whole world. And if you're not in that, if you're in that place of judgment, it can make the life very chaotic, very difficult to navigate your way. Do you find if you've got more of this power of acceptance that you can be more resilient, you can go, okay, this has changed. Now I can choose whether how I react to it. So they've got, you know, a bit more of that groundedness within them. Yeah, I actually think this is one of the biggest gifts of COVID. I think COVID is here to teach us many, many lessons in the last year and a half. And one of the big ones is to learn that we can't be in control over everything. And things come up that you would least expect where we can't really do anything about it. We can do whatever we can do and we need to be at peace with it. So you can resist it, it's still there. You can judge it, it's still there. You can cry about it, it's still there. Or you can be with it. And if you learn to be with it, then the response will give you much more peace. So, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. 
Yeah, and I found that, you know, the people that have actually thrived in this um, the last you know, year or so, they are the ones that have the ability to go, oh, right, well, I can't change that. What can I do? What can I do for myself? So they're, they're the ones that will actually look at, well, what's in my control and what's not? And I think that's a very powerful way of getting acceptance, isn't it? Yeah, totally. And now, you know, all the business coaches that were focusing on innovation, they're thriving too, because you innovate after accepting that things are changing. If you're holding on to this is the way that it is and it, it was supposed to be this way, it's not supposed to change. Yeah, that's going to lead to the downfall. If you get the constancy of change, if you get that, you know, this is the law of life, that things are going to keep shifting, then we can innovate. Then we can move in alignment to the way that things are moving around. So, yeah, many things are coming up to the surface, I think, to, to teach us. Mm, very true. Well, I love talking about this. I know we could go a lot deeper. But if our listeners want to find out more about you, Sonia, where's the best place for them to go? So the easiest place is to remember my website. So I have two websites. One is my name, soniasamtani.com. And the other one is allaboutyoucenter.com. So that's all A-L-L-A-B-O-U-T-Y-O-U-C-E-N-T-R-E.com. Or you can look at my Instagram, which is soniasamtani underscore. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It was lovely chatting with you. Igniters, Sonia's explanation of acceptance is powerful. It is life-changing when we're able to accept and see the choices available to us. If you want to find out more about Sonia, go to her website, soniasamtani.com.